I'm Erica. And I'm Jules. Most people have at least one thing that they can't or won't eat. Yeah, we're definitely like that. We started this podcast to talk about the gluten-free food industry. Like new products and some of the stories behind your favorite brands. And living life with a specialty diet and also some important healthcare topics. Since we're basically both broken inside. You had me at eat. Welcome to another episode of You Had Me Eat. I'm Erica. I'm Jules. You've reached us again at a point where <laughs> I am from recovered from the brink of death. Um, for those <laughs> of you who are not side. following my social media, as soon as I got done recording last episode's podcast, I went straight to bed and um, had a fever of 102, had like crazy fever dreams. Um, I tested negative for COVID twice um, and appears based on the quickness of the symptoms. uh, I had the flu and I've been in bed for several days and it's been a week now and I finally kind of feel better. Mm. It's been alive and kicking. (laughs) Crappy week. Yeah. Yeah. I um, didn't really eat for a ton and was like literally in bed, like had to crawl to the bathroom to go to the bathroom and like just like sitting down on the toilet seat hurt. My nerves were like on fire. Mm, that's the worst. Um, and I'm like, oh yeah, this doesn't feel right. Mm, no. Uh, and then it was just like shaking and shivering under three blankets. And um, Matt had left, and I called him like crying and like, give me gum back. And he's like, <laughs> are you okay? I'm like, no. <laughs> and I was just like dying. Uh, I was like, I've never felt like this before. And he's like, what do you need? I'm like, I just need you. And I'm like, I don't know what he's going to do. But we tried to keep separate because I didn't want him to get sick. Um, But yeah, I was just, it was crazy. And uh, just blowing things out of my face that I have not seen in years. (laughs) The ghosts, the ghosts of boyfriend's past or something. Mm. I don't know where in my sinus cavity, but it was nasty. And this is now like the second big sickness I've had since I had COVID in October. And I am just really tired of being sick and um i hate covid and i hate yeah um everything that has done to my body mm-hmm. and i apparently love germs and my body's just like oh my god all these fresh germs i haven't seen them in three years and i'm just like getting everything oh that's, that's the worst i'm so sorry so you know what i've been meaning to ask you i mean because you were in bed for a week now I, I can only assume you have seen like everything that netflix has to offer so what <laughs> what what did you see that we all need to see on Netflix? I, um, I, so for the first few days I couldn't sleep and like, I was just like awake and miserable. So I watched all the rom-coms I watched. Like, so I love beautician and the beast, which is like an old school movie with (laughs) Fran Drescher. Um, so good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Timothy Dalton. So strange. Uh, and just one of the great, God, I love and then I re because I'm like, oh my God, rom-coms feel good. I like this feeling. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm dying, but like the rom-coms are giving me energy. So then I watched all of them. I'm like, I will take Notting Hill and I will take um, uh, Sleepless in Seattle. Like all, <laughs> I watched all of them. And oh I was, God. and then I realized that like the Wayback Machine, all of them. 
Mm-hmm. And then I started watching Netflix. I'm like, oh, the Great British Baking Show has their professional series. Mm. And I hate watched the entire season. It was horrible. I hated every single episode. And I just kept thinking maybe this is going to get better. And then I reached the end and I'm like, no, I just really didn't like this show at all. Um, yeah. You gave and then it a I, shot though. I did. And then I watched a bunch of murder mystery. Like every time um, Matt would come in, I would be trying to fall asleep and there would be true crime in the background. He's like, that seems normal. Just falling yeah. asleep to murders. Mm-hmm. So I watched probably eight hours straight of Forensic Files, which is my Ew. favorite. Um, and then I fell asleep to like a couple different murder, true crime things um, called My Lover, My Killer. Oh, jeez. Um, some of them are pretty good. Some of them were just not great. Um, but yeah, I watched a lot of like true crime. So the takeaway here is like, rom-coms. there's nothing new that you've seen that you would recommend. No, but true okay. crime, I just, I love it all the time. So for me, I was just like, ah, this puts my mind at ease. Having lived in that world of true crime as a Yeah, but you lived in real true crime. Yeah, I just, I don't, just I don't like watching that stuff because I, I either watch it and I'm like, okay, that's just completely fabricated. It doesn't actually work that way. Or I don't, that's just too much. I don't want to see that anymore because I mm-hmm. lived it. So no, I don't watch that stuff for fun. Yeah, I haven't. So um, there's also um, uh, an amazing show on, which is actually really fascinating. You might find it fascinating, called Web of Death on Hulu. No, I don't think I'm going to find that fascinating. No, 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 no. So it's (laughs) about not sound like fun to me. It's these people that um, you know the Doe Network. So it's like a it's like a network for missing people and like people who like to tr- solve true crimes. Go okay, on there, just like that. average mm-hmm. daily people yeah, that is try cool. to solve mm-hmm. true crimes. And so it's just like these really incredible stories about like these unsolved murders and like missing women and people that have just like average people off the street. Like this woman in Arkansas that's like, this is my hobby. I go in there and she like finds like missing people and reunite them with like Jane Doe's and like connect it. And there was this one that like found this missing person from like Hmm. 1950s and reunited it with her grandmother or granddaughter. So like now she can visit her grave and it's just like really touching. Um, So that was really good. So that's what I watched. But also, also I had a really high fever for me and I never have fevers. So at some point So maybe you didn't actually watch little... any of these. You just imagined that you watched these. These are like dreams that you had that really felt very real, but you were actually asleep the entire time. So another thing about me being sick that is not great is I tend to order things online. Oh my God. So okay. last last time I had surgery and I was on a bunch of Vicodin, I ordered a bunch of things off Sue Lily and we called it like my Vicodin spending spree. So this time... <laughs> to, I, <laughs> Do I tell. What yeah. did you order this yeah. time in your fever dreams? So yesterday I got two packages. Oh my God. Did you even remember like, ordering any of these things? Like, thought that it was I just did, like, it was like ooh, one of those Merry Christmas. I don't know yeah. what's in this package. One of them is a skateboard cat scratcher. Oh, so like it's what? a whole skateboard, but it's all made with the cat scratcher cardboard, even the wheels are cardboard. Oh, um, for your cats to scratch. For, yes. Not yes. for you to like use on your back or something like that. No. Sorry. Because okay. that could have uh, gone either skateboard. way. <laughs> you see where it's made out of the cat scratching you can, like, material. Scratch your back with it. Okay, got it. Okay. Got it. Okay. So mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and your cats are digging it. Yes. 
And then I also ordered another cat scratcher. <laughs> this one is a like a giant um, tangerine, like the size. It's like a very large size. It's larger than a basketball. It's larger than whatever is larger than a basketball. <laughs> I don't know. Larger than a bread box. Larger than bread box. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a tangerine and it's made out of the, the um, sizzle rope so the cats can scratch it. Right. But it can turn. So the cats scratch it and it's just like a fun little wheel. Um, and my big Tom cat, the 17 pounder has taken to it and he's now become very aggressive about it. So he's like uh-huh. lays on it all the time. Mm-hmm. And if the kitten tries to get it, he's like super aggro about it. But I was like, they came in the packages and I'm like, I don't like, I remember looking at this and being like, <laughs> Oh my God, that's so cute. But I'm just like, did I order this? Mm. And that this, the skateboard came and I'm just like, I, I remember I like this. I'm like, what a cute idea. Cause I'm sure I saw it on Instagram. Uh, and then I was like, Oh, I must've ordered it. And then the second box came and I'm like, Oh, okay. uh, uh, <laughs> Erica, you actually might still get more packages. <laughs> I should probably look at my like Amazon order mm-hmm. uh, and just see if there's anything else. Yeah. I don't know. So that was weird. Um, that's a little scary. So that's the thing that I do when I'm in bed sick. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Other than that, I guess we're all winners because my cats are very grateful for the new scratch toys. So yeah, that's like why. And I'm like, you should ask me 48 hours ago. Yeah. So, well, I'm glad you're feeling better. Thanks, Jules. I I do have to say that you're back in the land of the living. We're all glad you're feeling better again. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Although you missed out on Mardi Gras. I mean, I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry. I made beignets in your absence. Um, I you. ate all the beignets for you. So Thank you. Um, I had to take one for the team. So they were very good. And as a, a follow-up to our last episode, we had asked, um, we had put up a poll up in, in um, on Twitter for GIs mm-hmm. because we were very concerned about the shape and the structure of king cake plastic babies. Yes. And we're wondering, I had speculated that perhaps um, there was an, a rise in incidence of yeah. king cake baby related um, emergency department slash GI retrievals um, of these small babies that maybe yes. got lodged in the esophagus or your duodenum, I said. <laughs> um, so I put a poll out there and, you know, I had two responses and one of them was like, no, I have never heard of that. And the other one's like, you know what? No, I haven't. But I've also retrieved a lot of other weird things from yes, bodies. And I'm like, yes. I definitely need mm-hmm. to hear more about that story. Um, but I really think that it's an underreported, an underreported instance. And just mm-hmm. think it's probably something that we should investigate further. And we have all, an entire year to put out a thesis about how many babies we think. <laughs> Perhaps it's something that we can talk well, to emergency departments I, about. I actually, I heard from some readers who have, you know, been enjoying king cakes all their lives and also been making them, um, gluten-free. Um, and, uh, a lot of people don't use the babies because, you know, they don't have access to bins of babies like you were describing Mm -hmm. in the last episode. Um, and so other people use various other things. A lot of people use, you know, pecans or pecans or however other people pronounce them. Um, how do you pronounce them? Pecan. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, and so, you know, people use other things, nuts and someone said a bean and a bean, you know, other things like that. So there are other things that would, I think, cut down on the incidence of baby lodgings 
because a lot of people don't actually use the babies anymore. So it might it's be a, a less less known problem than than you're speculating now. Which is good. We don't want people to have the the baby problem in their duodenum. No. So good though. <laughs> I so I haven't been to that cake store in a while. Um yeah. but next time I go, I'm definitely gonna take a picture of the bins of babies because it's just like it's alarming. Yeah. Well send me some because you know, I can't just walk in any cake store around here and get babies. They don't they don't, you know, participate in the phenomenon in Maryland like they do other places. Don't you have a do you have a cake decorating store near you? Mm-mm. I am not so lucky. Well, I know, right? You have to celebrate those things when you find them. I do. Oh my God. I love having that access to that. It's pretty great. So tell me about, um, your recent Instagram, uh, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, I love doing those things because it, it educates me and it educates other people. Um, cause I'm always interested to hear what other people, you know, find enlightening. Um, like when I put up the sushi one, people were like, whoa, sushi, like sushi row has gluten in it. Most people, you know, were mind Yeah, that blown. was shocking for a lot that of was, people. That was very shocking for a lot of people. Um, but so we went out for Thai food last night. And um, we rarely, rarely go out to eat. We, since the pandemic, we started trying to help um, our favorite restaurants stay mm-hmm. in business by getting takeout more often because we hardly Same. ever eat yeah. out or get takeout. But um, if we ever do, it's basically to get Thai food or sushi or sometimes Indian. That's it. Like we don't do any other food. And and I, I just find that um, ethnic food is easier for getting gluten-free food for me. Uh, that just seems to be an easier thing. So a lot of people um, are surprised by that. And I think it depends on to where you're where you live, like whether you have access to good mm-hmm. ethnic food choices. Yeah. But I mean, big Amer- cities yeah, tend yeah, to but- have access or if in, you're in like a, like a Chinatown or if you mm-hmm. have a predominantly like halal or Indian area yeah. where you can access like authentic food. Sure. Sure. But I mean, you know, you're, you're starting out with, with a cuisine that's largely like, you know, Rice is going to be mm-hmm. the base for a lot of those dishes or rice noodles or you know, things like that. And then you just have to worry about the sauces. Like, do they add anything to the sauces? And then you're not talking about Chinese food where the, a lot of the sauces are soy yeah. sauce based. That's um, a no go. I've really found like three in yeah. all of the U.S. that are like yeah. super good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just might we just gravitate to Thai food always. And so mm-hmm. we, we were out for Thai, Thai food Thai last food. night. Love it. Um, and so I posted, um, about this restaurant and, um, you know, about, you know, you got to make sure you're still asking all the questions, right. And, you know, which sauce is which and all that kind of stuff. But I said, you know, do, do you like to eat Thai food, you know, for gluten-free or did you know that that was a good, safe option? And I'm always surprised with it. People are like, no, I didn't know I could eat, you know, Thai food. That was a good, safe option. So that's, that's always interesting to me. But that being said, I have found some pretty strange stuff. And when you ask questions at some of these restaurants, like, did you know that I, at some Thai food restaurants I have asked, um, and they have thickened their curry with just regular white bread. They just like, you crunch- run. First of all, like, okay, I'm leaving. Like you guys clearly don't know what you're doing. You know, that's gross, but it's not traditional. It's not traditional. It's not traditional, but you, but you still, you have to ask all the questions at all the restaurants always like, just like you have to read all the labels every time 
no matter whether you've been buying this particular product, you know, every time you have to always read the labels, you have to always ask the questions. And, you know, curry is usually something that's safe, but you still have to ask the questions. And one, one of these times I was at this restaurant and like, no, we thicken the curry with white bread. Like I'm out of here. (laughs) I'm absolutely out of here. Like jaw dropping Yeah, because curries are usually pretty safe, but not in this particular restaurant. So it's, it's not an across the board. You're always safe at every Thai restaurant with every dish. No, but generally, yes, you're pretty safe because they don't use a lot of soy sauce and a lot of things, but like the picture that I put up first last night, these fresh rolls, I love fresh rolls. Um, it's basically salad Mm -hmm. all wrapped up, you know, in a, in a rice paper kind of thing. Um, but the sauces, you know, I, Mm-hmm. I need the the gluten-free sauce, not the regular sauce that comes with it. And mm-hmm. at first, even last night, this restaurant that we go to um, when we go out, I said, I need the gluten-free sauce. And the, we had a different waiter and he brought it to me and I'm like, hmm, that's not the right color. I said, this is a gluten-free sauce. He says, uh-huh. I said, is it really the gluten-free sauce? And he said, let me go double check. And he came back. He goes, whoa, 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 that's not the gluten-free sauce, which I knew it wasn't. But what if that was the first time I'd ever eaten at that restaurant? Yeah. You know, and you know, you have to just, you have to ask the questions always. And, um, you know, we just have to make sure you've crossed all the T's. Right. So, yeah, we have a a couple of chains here that, uh, Thai food chains, which are actually really interesting. Um, very interesting. And, um, it's called Thai chili to go and they have everything marked gluten-free or vegan on their menu. And they have so many locations in Arizona. It's amazing. And it's, it's really easy just to get gluten-free Thai food there. And it's, it's great. And, um, they introduced like a gluten-free, oddly enough, chicken nugget. And I think that they were like trying to do it in a dedicated fryer. It was really interesting, um, that we have those options. And then we have several, like mom and pop Thai food places Mm -hmm. and they've always been super good about um, their menus. So I honestly, I don't know if I've ever been to a Thai food place without traveling that doesn't already have like gluten-free on their menu or labeling. So that just assures me. And I've talked to the people of all these places and I just, I feel I really like people dog on Arizona, which it's very easy to dog on Arizona. <laughs> I get it. Like, I feel very safe here. We have so yeah. many options. We are, this is like a really, really great place to live if you're gluten-free. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's hard for me to be like, oh, do you want to move somewhere? I'm like, well, I first have to evaluate like how safely I can get all my things that I normally yeah. get. You know, we get Thai food on DoorDash all the time and it's just so yeah. easy for us. So that is really easy. And you and you live in a big town. Like I mean, you know, the farther you get away from a a big metropolitan area, it's much more difficult. Which is why you know, even like sushi, I find easy. You know, but like you're in the middle of the country, sushi is not always that easy to find. um, Good sushi, yeah. You know, yeah. And but again, you still have to ask all the questions. Which is why you know I put that post up recently with okay, this is what you do when you're going to sushi restaurant. Don't get this, 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 or this. I used to travel a lot to the Midwest um, for the magazine. And so I'd always be in like Columbus and Indianapolis and Kentucky and all these places where I'm like, okay, this is like middle America, even though honestly, they're very big cities in middle America. And I struggled. And I'm just like, I cannot imagine if you're in small town 
what you do and overall just not even the access to ethnic food and safe food and chains of Thai food, whatever. But like, my God, it really is just like a, it is a huge struggle. And when I went to Florida, which is, that's a whole nother nation for what I'm concerned in the middle of nowhere, Florida, when I was sick with COVID, there was like nothing. There's like a Chipotle. And I'm like, Oh my God, is that really your access to gluten-free food? Yeah. Um, And I got sick at Chipotle once. I mean, it's pretty easy to get a sick at Chipotle. Yeah. So I don't, it's just such a, it's such a shame. And it is so strange to me, people that don't have the access that I have to safe food that mm-hmm. I'm just like, what do you do? And now I get it when people are like, we just cook for every meal. Like, yeah. Well, and that's Makes what sense. we do. I mean, but, yeah, but when you travel, like you and I are getting ready to do for the next two weeks, it's hard. You know, it, it, it really can be hard to... Yeah navigate that but like literally you can't just not eat for two weeks so yeah um you know it's it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging but um you know it, we've we've figured it out like for the most part yeah, Luckily, but also, there's a lot. Like, this is what we do like you right. know like we've done this before if right. if you're like girlfriend you're gonna spend uh a seven days in Anywhere besides Columbus, Ohio, because that's like the one thing where I know I can find safe places to eat. I've yeah. been there for forever. If you were just like going to put me in like Nebraska, I'd be like, yeah. oh, I'm going to have a panic attack. And like, <laughs> I can travel anywhere and I'm fine. But like, if you're like, dude, you're going to Nebraska for some days, I'm like, well, that's interesting. Um, I'm going to have to do I, I would be I would be baking my classic muffins and that I travel with every time and yeah. living off of them. I mean, I literally, I love those muffins because I, I bake them and I and I eat them for five days straight. Yeah. Like just yeah. muffin for breakfast, muffin for snack, muffin for lunch. We're doing that for Chicago to where we're mm-hmm. going to take some. Um, we have this raspberry lemon quick bread that we're going to make. Um, so that way we can at least have like some sort of like breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's also Chicago. I know that we're going to eat oh, yeah. everywhere, but the issue is that obviously we're, I'm going to be on the show floor and in a conference all day. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's really hard and it's weird to me when people are like, I don't have access to ethnic foods or they've never tasted ethnic foods. In that's, life. that's more like it, especially in middle America as people are like Thai food. What? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, it's just not what you're raised with. But like, American food, I'm sorry, like an American food restaurant, it's very difficult with classic American food to get safe gluten-free food there because it's all fried food and, you know, a lot of breaded stuff and a lot of bread. And you it's mean just- Cracker Barrel and Olive Garden? <laughs> yeah. 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 My old life. Olive yeah, Garden. for sure. For yes. sure. Like all of that stuff. I mean, it's just, it's... Yeah, no. And and croutons on everything and, and there's flour in the air and it's just yeah, I, I I'm like that's a hard pass for me. I'm not going yeah. to those restaurants. And and I don't care that, you know, some of them have gluten free menus and that kind of stuff now. Like, sorry. I, I don't think most of you guys know what you're doing and I don't trust your gluten free menu anyway. So yeah. you know, gluten free menu does not indicate safety to me. I yeah. start out with a restaurant that already doesn't have flour in the air. Um, or at least you know that yeah. they have options or yeah. it's not just going to yeah. be like right. removing things. Yeah. It's, it's, right. it's, a, it's a huge struggle. And obviously access to safe food is a, a huge issue within the gluten free community. And that yeah. is incredibly so off topic, but you're right. 
I want to share with you my recent disappointment in life. Oh, you mean above and beyond being sick for the last above seven days? My system. So I had shared, as I do, um, pictures of new products as soon as they are like talked about. Oh, this one. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And I'm always really excited. And I try not to be like skeptical of a lot of new mm-hmm. product launches from brands that I love. Because I yeah. love certain brands. I'm like, okay, you can do no wrong. Just launch something. I'm so excited. And recently, yeah. Cats has had some success. So, yes, I'm talking about Cats. Um, they and launched. For, like, our, for our listeners, Cats is K A T Z, mm-hmm. not like the not cats that cats. Erica talks about all the time. No. <laughs> my cats are not bakers. No. The, the opposable thumb thing is useful yeah, in hard. baking. <laughs> um, so they launched some like like a cinnamon roll and like a cheese like not a cheese Danish a, a coffee Danish or whatever. They launched a million products. Their R and T team is like, Woo, what do we do? What do we do? Their donuts are my favorite donuts ever. In fact, I just had some for breakfast. But the you second mean that they in a in a pre packaged <clears throat> motif. Yes, Thank of you. course. Because I mean, we're not we going back it. on that that topic. No, 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 no. no more, okay. no cake donuts, no whatever. <laughs> Can't talk about that. I went on no. a very long rant about yes. that. Yes. <clears throat> so, so I like their donuts. I like a lot of their stuff. But they said that they were going to launch toaster pastries. And I love toaster pastries done right. And I get them from um, Annie Mae Sweet Cafe in Kentucky. Shout out to her. She's incredible. It's like the only, the, the only saving grace in Louisville besides obviously Matt's family and um, the Kentucky Wildcats, Big Blue Nation. Um, But her bakery is fantastic and she's known for her toaster treats. And I get them shipped to my house, which is very expensive from Louisville, Kentucky to Arizona, but worth it. I'll bake you some. Incredible. Okay. Also expensive to (laughs) go from Baltimore (laughs) to Arizona. None of these are close. Um, But cats recently launched toaster pastries, right? And so everyone is losing their mind as they should, because anytime you have a new product that we've been asking for, there've been several toaster pastries launched, but without the icing on them. So, and they, they failed, right? So they've launched and then they failed and they went away. And then now we don't have access to them. So when cats decided to launch these toaster pastries, people were understandably excited. So what did I do? Bought some. (laughs) <laughs> a metric shit ton of them and had them shipped overnight to my house. So I got ready to film them and I'm so excited. And I opened up one of the silver foil packaging and I'm like, huh? And the toaster pastries were split. So a toaster pastry is two items sandwiched together, right? With jelly on the inside or whatever is on the inside. So these were split either on the side up top, like, I feel like this is the church and these are the people and look inside in here, whatever, um, whatever that thing is. Anyway, yeah. So the toaster pastries were split on the side or open up top or open on the other side or open on the bottom. I opened up two boxes, some of which the foil seals were open. And I'm like, okay, new product. Interesting. Wonder if something got jostled around shipping. Fine. When I opened up the second box of the different flavor and it was all the same. I'm like, oh boy, this is not good. So I filmed an Instagram reel and I'm like, shit, <laughs> this is not good. Because I realized if two boxes are like, if one box is like, it's, I'm like, okay, whatever, let's try another one. So I 
have that second box and like, this is not good. It's a different flavor. It's a different yeah. box. Like yeah. this just means that R and D wasn't done well enough. And yeah. it's such a bummer because I, I probably influenced people to buy a lot of them. And, um, now they're all getting them and they're sending me pictures and they're like, Oh my God. And it wasn't just me. So I hate that. It's kind of like the Udi's thing. Once you open yes. that can of worms and everyone's like, Oh, look at my picture of these horrible Udi's loaves with a big, huge hole in the middle yeah. of them. And everyone's and like, that's like a production terrible. thing. And that's a production yeah. thing that like has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, Oh my God. Udi's product. like how many years now? Yeah. Like, 15 years or something Udi's, like that. Udi's, Udi's has had this problem. Has pooped the bed for 10 years. It's yeah, horrible. It is. It's terrible. And 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 they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to fix that. No, no, no. No, you're actually not going to fix that because you And like all it. bread has had whole – all mass production bread mm-hmm. has had whole issues from bread seriously to Cannon Bakehouse to to Char. I mean, all the three that I support, right, they've all had that and they're like, that was a bad batch. I'm so sorry. We inspect, but like, we didn't see that. Obviously we'll refund. We'll get you a new batch. Easy peasy. Mm-hmm. And it happened like once, right? Right. No, no, no. This is, is like, let's this do like it for 15 years and see if anyone notices. And it's like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. So anyway, so I hate it because R&D, I know, spends just years, years researching and, and, and developing these products and testing for shipping. And these were just not tested. You can absolutely tell if this has happened to everyone. Clearly, this was not tested enough to know that this is just not going to happen. It's not an appropriate product. Yeah. So not only did people let me know that, like, obviously things were open. And so thus, like, you put them in a slot toaster and they pop up and it's just like the two sides are just like popping oh, up in no. different directions. Oh dear. And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I could use a toaster oven. Cool. But then um, some of them were just like, they're just like off, right? You open the bags and the two sides were just like off the middle. Mm. And then people were messaging me with this, like they were half gone and just like totally crumbled or all of the seals were open. All of the foil seals were open in their bag. And just like, so wasn't just like, it's just like an R and D issue across the board. And people are losing it online, which they should. They just ordered a new product. And I feel very bad that I was so excited. I mean, why? I don't feel I don't feel bad that I was so excited about it. Because I always give people the benefit of the doubt that they're doing their background research and right. R and D on making a product work, especially in shipping. Of like course. if they're like, Okay, well they're all sealed when they leave the factory. Well, I'm like, and- Great. Did you try shipping it to someone else? Did right. you try this whole process? Like that's what R and D is about. Well, and right now you can only buy it. them from their website. So it's all about shipping. Yes. 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 So like that is what R&D is. They do right. those processes and clearly it wasn't. Right. So I just like am opening mm. my messages to like people who are sending me photos and I'm just like, that's yeah. not good. And um, finally they got back to me with just a message that says, oops, Sad face. Please email us. We're determined to make it right for the gluten-free community. I'm like, oh, after my video got how many views? <laughs> I love the music. My sad, <laughs> I know. Um, I'm going to silence that because it's just too much. But um, so, yeah. So someone, yep, see my story, open one, all broken and cracked. Um at least another one is broken inside. Um, someone says, I'm seeing this all over Instagram tonight. And someone says, how is it taste? I'm like, it's, it's good, but it's not, that's not the point. Like if it's not going to be a toaster pastry and I can't just like pop it in the toaster, mm-hmm. pop it in the toaster oven, having it be together, then that's not going to be a problem. 
Um, so yeah, so packages on mine, both boxes were open. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's the glue. Maybe they weren't testing the glue enough or whatever. But then they're like, no, the actual foils were opened. They were never sealed. And I'm like, well, that's also not good. So basically you're just hearing the same story from everybody. It's not like yours is just a one-off, which is really unfortunate because I mean, manufacturers, get super excited after all the R and D that they do and, and should do. And, and apparently, you know, have been working on this, I'm sure for a while, I'm sure that they were very mm-hmm. excited for this product release. And it's very unfortunate that this was such a wah, wah, wah when they released it, but um, they need to hear this from people because yeah. otherwise, you know, how are they going to know that this is not a successful release? And I'm sure they're going to try to make it right for the consumers who made the purchases, but they're, I don't know what someone else sent do. me this photo. I can't see that. What does it say? Oh, it's a, Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Like that looks like a bear ravaged through that package. Like, it's not great. It's not no, great. Cats. I mean, okay. But here, here's the problem. I mean, okay, the product itself is unsuccessful because it's not the product is not holding together right. as it should. But if Sorry. if they're if the package itself, the foil container that the the you know, that the toaster pastry came in is not mm-hmm. sealed. Like that's a, that's a safety a issue. Safety violation, and yeah. yeah, that's, that can't happen. And, and the way that these are, are packaged, they're supposed to have a shelf life on them. That is all contingent upon them having it being sealed, the seal. And so, you know, you're, I don't even know how many they may, may have made and what their, you know, shelf life, claims are, but I'm sure it's not like three days. So, you know, this is going to be a mess for them to have to figure this out. Yeah. And it's really frustrating because like, I, I don't, I want to talk about things and get people excited about them, but I don't want to have to like go through the process and R and D things myself before I can say, Hey, you should buy this. I should be just as excited as everyone else and post about something to be excited. And then I just feel so guilty when it's horrible. And then I feel terrible because all these people follow me and they're like, yes, I'm going to buy this. But I'm just also a consumer too. And like, yeah. it bums me well, out. Yeah, but I mean, it makes me you, disappointed you for to, me. I know. But also make me disappointed for everyone else, which mm-hmm. just makes me really sad. Well, I'm, I'm very sorry about that. Um, but I think unfortunately or fortunately your role as an, a person of influence is probably to take a step back and to, as we normally do to test the products first and then get excited about it. So I sorry. sorry, I know. I'm so sorry that I'm very excitable. I know you are. Very I've been excitable. doing this for so long. I'm so excitable about new I things. Know. Like, but I normally, just can't wait for new but products. normally, people these companies are sending you things, and then you know. and it, you don't go out and buy them first. So the, it, this doesn't happen that often. But anyway, the funniest part about that whole story, and then we can move on. But was when I first saw your your reel, I thought your cat had gotten into it. That's what I thought happened to it because it was like. What happened to that? And normally that's what happens to, you know, it's like a disappointing food. I will tell you though, that she did enjoy the leftovers. There you go. Mm -hmm. She, um, there's a video of my cat pigeon attempting to eat what was left of a toaster pastry. Mm -hmm. Um, she just loves, she loves carbs. What can I say? Yeah. Well, she tested it. Just like her mama. (laughs) 
Well, I, I, and I will also tell you that there is hope because honestly, it's not hard to make homemade gluten-free mm-hmm. toaster pastries. I've been doing it for years. My recipe is online. I actually, if you remember at the shows we used to do for the magazine, I have made them mm-hmm. and product demonstrations um, and cooking demonstrations at the shows, various places around the country and showed people just how easy it is to make them. And the fun part about it is that the recipe makes a ton of them and you can freeze them and then just pull one out of the freezer and pop it in your toaster and they hold together. Isn't that amazing? Novel idea. I know, right? Shocking. I know. So we'll put the recipe up on uh, the liner notes for everybody. Absolutely. I promise it's actually a very easy recipe. And then you can put whatever filling in the middle that you want to. So if you like strawberry or if you like apple butter or chocolate or whatever you want, and you can put um, icing on it or not, but I have the recipes for all of those and it's super easy. So you don't have to rely upon a company to let you down if you don't want to. You can do it yourself. I've been burned. Yummy ones. I know. I know. I know. It's easy. I promise you guys it's easy. Yeah. It's very easy. So yeah. on to a, a, a product that I do really like. And I know, Erica, you're going to like this one too. It's made by who? I know. I love this chocolate company. Just the best. The So she's holding up the mm-hmm. chocolate covered hunks, which is Ugh. basically their, their cashew line of um, dipped, uh, dipped cashews. I mean, the, anything company, that he makes with chocolate is just <sighs> superior. They're just amazing. So the, the, the principle behind this company is that, you know, there's just nothing bad in it. And you think, Oh, it's just chocolate or whatever. no, no, people, this is not yeah, just chocolate. So many things and, they, yeah. they, um, they just do a great job. There's obviously it's gluten free, right? Um, but it's also there's no dairy ingredients. So Eric and I do a little happy dance, and mm-hmm. um, they sent us samples years ago when they first came out, and they're like, "This is next level chocolate." And we're like, "Yeah, yeah, whatever." No, it really is. It's just it's fair trade. Um, it's gluten free certified, non GMO, all that happy stuff. But it's also um, paleo certified, keto, uh, mm-hmm. you know, vegan. But the nice thing about their chocolates is that they they have this tagline that says no shiny glaze. And there's a lot of the chocolates that you get do have this kind of a glaze on them. And they, they have this whole big saying about, you know, you don't know what's in that glaze and, you know, you should Google it because it's kind of gross. They don't put that glaze on any of their chocolates. It yeah, just is just what really- it is delicious chocolate. Yeah. And this one, and I, I have this thing about chocolate and sea salt. I just think it's hard to beat that combination mm-hmm. and they just do such a good job with that. Oh, and so they these, these sea salt bars. Mm, I know, oh, Jules. I know. Oh, I know. So good. Well, but so this particular one that we finished off last night and I would have gone face first into another bag if we'd had it, um, <laughs> was chocolate covered hunks, cashews and vanilla bean, which that combination it's was so good. delightful. So I would highly recommend that to anybody who um, is looking for something yummy like that. No sugar alcohols, no cane sugar. Yes, thank God. No sugar alcohols. I know, none of that. I'm so tired stuff. of chocolate companies with their sugar alcohols. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you're going to make people poop with the amount of chocolate that they're going to eat. <laughs> and um, and yeah. Hugh is just, even yeah. their no sugar added has dates right? A date yeah. sweetener right. and, um, their bars, um, mm, their so cashew, good. um, their cashew butter bars are 
just over the top and I was at fancy food and I was by the booth and I'm just like, oh my God, I love you. And she just, you want to take some? I'm like, I will take as much as possible because it's pretty expensive. I mean, yeah, you're paying it's for, you're paying for a really superior product. Right. Um, but I will tell you that um, I'll show you the video. This mm-hmm. is their no added sugar chocolate chips that sweetens with date. And then the background is their snacking chips, which is mm-hmm. basically just literally what it is. It's you open a bag and you eat their chocolate chips, but they have a snacking chips and mint that is so good. And mm-hmm. I do not like mint chocolate. The mm-hmm. only mint thing that I've liked is that mint Oreo, wow. but this mint chocolate is so good. And then they have a, they have a, a, a salted, a salty snacking gems changed my life changed my baking. I bake chocolate chips with their salty chocolate chips. Chocolate chip cookies. I don't. They're so, yeah, chocolate chip oh, cookies with their salty amazing gems. They're called gems, snacking gems. And uh, and I'm like, I know that you're just supposed to snack on these, but I make the most delicious like sea salt mm-hmm. chocolate chip cookies in them, mm-hmm. and they're salty and mm-hmm. they're sweet mm-hmm. and they're so good. Like anything who makes is just great, except for oddly enough, I do not like their crackers. So they make yeah. a line of like grain-free crackers and it's a divergent, obviously, yeah. of skews of all their crackers. But <laughs> yeah. And they've they've had a restaurant, right? A paleo restaurant. Mm-hmm. That's what it all came from. But like, my God, they're salty, they're salty gems. Chef's kiss, just so good. Like all their stuff that they do is yeah. just incredible. Mm. So yes, stuff. buy so, yeah. their products. It is Look worth the stuff. money. It's very, very good. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you talk about like something like that and you say it's expensive. And we've talked about this in the show before, like you're paying for fair trade certified, right? You're mm-hmm. paying for vegan, paleo, keto, gluten-free certified. Organic like, dates organic, and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. You're, you're paying, paying for, for that. Those things come at a cost and and you're paying for quality, quality ingredients and you can taste it. Like mm-hmm. it, there is a difference. Yeah. I mean, they're just really, I would never ever think about snacking on a Hershey's bar. Never, ever. Like when I could eat dairy, I'm just like, that's just not quality. It's yeah. junk chocolate. Yeah. It just doesn't taste good. Like I don't care about all the yeah. ingredients. Like the, tell me something's bad for me. I don't care about that. Yeah. Cause you the do eat quality Oreos. Of chocolate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I want something that tastes incredible and that huge chocolate is yeah. just like far superior to any other chocolate that I've had. Yeah. And like, yes, I bake with Enjoy Life Foods because it's gluten-free and dairy-free, right? Mm-hmm. And I bake with Pasha too. It's a little bit higher on that quality it range. Well, huge chocolate I think is mm-hmm. is far superior, but it's also far more expensive. But mm-hmm. that's okay because you're buying it for what, what you want it for, you right. know? Mm-hmm. Like that's the only chocolate that I'm like, oh, this is snackable. Like those mm-hmm. those gems, mm-hmm. there's a reason, you yeah. know, why they are snackable. Yeah. So good. Mm. So good. Okay, so now I'm hungry. So I think we should yeah, go. I know, right? So yeah. I can get And I've got to get ready. Housewares <laughs> is coming yes. out next week. So just so you know, Tools and I are gonna be walking the trade show floor. So pay attention to our social media channels, um, at Celiac and the Beast and at GF Jules. Yeah. Is that what you are on Instagram? Yeah. Thanks for noticing. Yeah. I don't know. I just like <laughs> type in jewels and I see you. I just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What is your name again? I don't know. I lost all my brain cells the last mm-hmm. week in bed. Sure. Maybe I bought things. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I bought something. Scratch, scratch, scratch. It's been a week. Yes, it Obviously. Has. Good times. I've mm-hmm. edited I will, by the time you see this, dear listeners, I've edited out all the snot filled uh, breaks that I took. You know, I had to see up. it. 
<laughs> you didn't actually see you just saw me blowing my nose. I can yeah. sh- I took a picture of how gross one of the snotwood was because I was so yeah. impressed with it. Yeah. And I will keep that on my phone. So I look at it and I'm like, oh, good job, body. Good job yeah. doing some things, expelling mm-hmm. this out of my sinus cavities. Mm-hmm. But I'm gross like that. Yeah. So, okay. so we'll be walking the houseware show floor. We'll Please. find the latest and greatest yes, cooking and we'll be, um, utensils, pots and pans and accessories and all kinds of tabletop appliances. Can't wait to tell you all about them. So many things. So pay yes. attention to uh, the drop of the next week's show where we'll be talking a little yeah. bit about housewares and then we go directly to Expo West. So we will be busy, busy ladies. Exhausted, but we're doing it for I you. I am already, I'm pre-exhausted. I am too. So that's all right. That's okay. It's all right. I'm feeling it. It's all, all right. Good. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in for another episode of You Had Me Eat. Remember to like and subscribe. Tell your mom about us if she's cool. And your if best not, friend. then don't worry about it. Just tell your friends. <laughs> Absolutely. See you next week. If you like this episode, make sure you rate it on your podcast provider. And subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. You had me at eat. <laughs>